0: A revelation is made up of two elements, one who imparts and one who receives. One cannot receive if they are not receptive. A television receives a transmission continuously, either via the air or cable. It is up to you to ensure that A. Your television is working, B. Your television is plugged in and receiving the correct level of electricity, C. Your television is connected to the cable, D. You turn on your television. A revelation can only be received by one who is, A, ready for it, B, sees it, and C, recognizes it and receives it. To commune with the greater consciousness allows the cell to access the highest level of existence. All else is subsumed within the greater consciousness. An individual can commune with the greater consciousness and receive all that has been experienced through history, or merely the peace of mind knowing of its existence, and everything along that spectrum. This is the greatest existence that we are capable of. What we do with it is a matter for us as individuals. If we are a cell and combined we make up a body, all life combined makes up the greater consciousness. In the wider universe of existence, our collective of life, in the form of the greater consciousness, is but one cell amongst countless other cells which make up the greatest consciousness. There have been, are, and will be prophets who will be able to commune with the greatest consciousness via the greater consciousness. I would argue that Socrates, Buddha, Jesus, Mohammed, and even Shakespeare communed in such a manner. How they utilize their wisdom is evident in their philosophies, religions, and writings. We have seen a modern-day embodiment of this communion in the guise of Gandhi. To act with such certainty and conviction in the face of an insurmountable oppressor without spilling unnecessary blood is more than just intelligence. It is genius inspired by communion. Today we have seemingly intractable problems that affect all of us— Extreme weather as a result of climate change, as a result of human activity. Never-ending violence in parts of the world, sub-Saharan Africa, Middle East, and generally along the fault lines where the great global power's spheres of influence meet. And the perennial issues of famine and disease. There may be no answer that resolves these issues, but there may be a solution that is found when the world wakes up becomes conscious of a reality greater than itself. It is not dissimilar to Plato's cave, except inside of shadow's perception. We are talking about greater enlightenment. If we are hoping to convince people that they should not kill each other, I think we are wasting our breath. Their perspectives are different from ours, and killing is probably the only solution that they can see. To change the world, the world must first want to change. This is not done extrinsically, with guns or lectures, but must manifest itself within people. The messages from prophets past apply today. Perhaps we need a relevant prophet to step forward today to deal with what most of us believe are the most relevant problems affecting ourselves and the world at large. It is an existence with no beginning and no end yet full of beginnings. Our finite reality generates contradictions when infinite reality is introduced. The meaning becomes clearer as one progresses down this path of inquiry. Imagine that time and everything that has a beginning and end are contained within the surface of your kitchen table. There is a beginning and an end, the edges of your table. All of life, evolution, and existence occurs between the edges of your table. All of history, wars, and conflict, as well as inspiration, determination, and love, take place within the confines of your table. This is our finite reality. Infinity is everything outside, around, above, and below your kitchen table. As we are on the table— The most we can achieve is an understanding and peace that we are on the table.